Episode 71, When the Crap Hits the Fan. This is the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast, home of the Seven Days of Sex Challenge, featuring your hosts, the authors of the groundbreaking new book, Stripped Down, Tony and Elisa DiLorenzo. Welcome back to One Extraordinary Marriage, where we talk about life, love, and the pursuit of intimacy. You're here with Elisa DiLorenzo. And Tony DiLorenzo. And I almost just spaced that intro. I was like, oh. Well, we are going to talk about sex right now. And I think that's because I almost said, I tried to include sex in there. Like, I even got the intro written in front of me. And I wanted to throw sex in there somewhere. I think it's because I've got the second annual second seven days of sex challenge on the the brain. brain. On the brain. Let's talk about that. It's a week away. We're we're recording this on Sunday, May 1st. Um, We are starting as a community on Sunday, May 8th. Now, I know some of you are starting this week. Some Um, of you are. We've gotten some emails and some posts that this week actually worked out better for your husband and wife marriage that your husband and wife yeah. what, what are you talking about there it, it just worked, worked out, out better, better for your couple for yes it, for uh, it's a timing issue at at times it is and you know we're a little selfish because those dates that we picked are dates that work for elisa and i you know let's uh we'll be honest here that that's you know we look at our calendar and go that works for us and we set it up from there yeah because can you imagine taking a poll to find out what days oh, would be forget good it, what it. So, so right now, as of Sunday night, while we're podcasting, we got uh, roughly 25 couples. Yay. So we need to crank this thing up. So if you're listening to this on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, Saturday. the that would be May 7th, Saturday, get this out there. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell whoever you want. Um, it's awesome. We already have a number of friends all doing it and they're, they're talking about it. So that's way cool. But get ready. Get ready for some fun. May 8th is Mother's Day. So guys, what a better way to, you know, start the week. Give your wife a little motherly love. That didn't sound right. That so didn't sound right. <laughs> wow, we are just full of, we're just full of it tonight. You know, I mean, it's just. Although there are many of you who do not have kids and congratulations. Just love on your wife on Sunday, May On 8th. Sunday. Yeah. Start the week off. Love on her. Yeah. So to find out more about that, you can go to www.7daysofsex.com and that will take you directly to that page where you can sign up and get ready. Yay. Yeah. Can't believe we're getting ready to do this again. I know. This will be Elisa and mine, our third time doing the seven days and then obviously the one that launched it all was our 60 days of sex challenge wow so that's episode four years yeah and for those of you who are new to us and listening to us for the first time thank you for joining us Mm -hmm. if you want to learn more about who elisa and i are go back listen to episode one that's where we started all off and two three four is a great one a lot of people dig that because that we really just dive into who we are and what we've been through and number seven's on pornography and that's another big one and I think five's a big one too, which is quality versus quantity. And that mm. is sex. Which, you know, leading up into a seven days, days of sex, sex challenge. It's it's something to think about and something to talk about. And definitely encourage you this week as we're um, getting ready to to start this, that you spend some time talking about what your week's going to look like. Yeah. 
you know, spend some time saying, okay, what are our obligations? You know, if you've got late night meetings, if you've got school events, if you, you know, any of these types of things, um, you know, be thinking about that and be thinking, okay, well, that's great. I'm glad that's on the calendar, but how are we going to make this happen around it? So now's the time to talk about it. Don't wait until the night of and you're like, oh, well, we, you know, we're in the middle of this challenge and you've got a 730 meeting and, you know, then you get frazzled about it. Talk about it now. Yeah. Be proactive. Make your plans. Um, start thinking about those, you know, afternoon rendezvous, you know, the lunchtime quickies, the early morning before everybody wakes up in your house. The heck this afternoon, Elise and I, the kids were at a friend's. Both the kids were at friends. And you know what? Lo and behold, the opportunity was shown to us and we partook in it and it was just like you know what this is cool we made sure the garage was shut the doors was locked they could ring the doorbell it's cool it's a quickie it's not like we're you know laying down and bedding down for an hour i mean this is like five ten minutes max and it's still though a very enjoyable time this is something that elisa and i really do dig doing at times um for us it's just one of those things where you know if every love making session was an hour long just for who we are and what is happening in our weekly it wouldn't happen it just wouldn't <laughs> i mean let's be honest and you know the thing with with what happened today and i'm glad Tony brought this up was that you know i'm working on cleaning up the garage he's got stuff going on with fit marriage and you know we're both in the garage working and he's like hey kids aren't home you uh yep for a quickie and those of you that know you know with our intimacy lifestyle sunday monday tuesday are tony's days to initiate Mm -hmm. um or you know he gets to choose one of those days and i get wednesday thursday friday i choose one of those days to initiate and so you know really it was one of those situations where i was like okay i would love to spend an extra 10 minutes doing what i'm doing in the garage but really in the overall scheme of things, is 10 minutes in the garage going to make that much difference? No. I, 10 minutes folding the laundry, 10 minutes watching, you know, the baseball game on TV. Any of those things in the overall scheme of life, not so important. Right. 10 minutes connecting with Tony, priceless. I mean, it sounds like the MasterCard commercial, but the reality is, is that you don't get those 10 minutes back with your spouse mm-hmm. ever. It was really interesting, though, even looking at your face today. I mean, you, you just had this this sense of joy, you know, when we were making love. I was just looking at you, and I was just like, wow, you know, Lisa's really into this today. And, you know, yeah. I just found it uh, very interesting, and obviously, because you weren't aroused to orgasm. Right. You know, but you still, I mean, the face, uh, you could, I could just tell you, you were having a good time. I was present. You were. Which doesn't always happen, because... The multitasker. Yep. Um, that is. Do want to say over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, we've talked to you guys about the reviews that you've been putting up on iTunes and um, just the comments that you've been putting out there. And Tony informed me the other day that we have moved from the seventh spot to the fifth spot yeah. on iTunes. So thank you. Those of you that have added new reviews over this last couple of weeks. Or we, ratings. Uh, ratings. R- ratings reviews. or reviews. Both. Um, we appreciate you. You are helping to spread this message to other couples, 
to other individuals that are seeking help or seeking a marriage podcast. Mm -hmm. It's you guys putting it out there and saying, listen to Tony and Lisa, you know, a little bit off the wall, a little bit in your face, a little bit everything, but that's who we are. And you guys are making a difference there. So we just want to thank you for helping us. You know, it's not about the ratings because we're trying to like get into that number one spot. It's about uh, the, oh, the oh I want that number one. Okay, spot. Tony wants the number one spot because there's junky there's junky podcasts in front of us, and some of them haven't even been podcasting since like 2006. So how are they? Because the podcast name is Marriage. That's what it's called. Yes. Oh. Yeah, it's sort of lame, but that's okay. okay. Well, okay. So Tony <laughs> wants the ratings, and I just want to be known as the number one marriage podcast. At this point, I the, but I, the, just think I think we the add reason a lot of for value. that is be, is what you just said. It's because getting into that number one spot, being that first one that pops up, allows the message to be heard. Yes. Oh, that's that's and what gets it's. it gets it into people's hands faster. They don't have to scroll through five or six podcasts to see, oh, wow, these guys are still podcasting. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> these guys, you know, so thank you. And yep. we appreciate it. And if you hear something that you like, we appreciate you just taking a couple of minutes to click through on iTunes and um, post a review. Yep. So a so, couple of things though, still seven days of sex.com. Get on it. May 8th. We start, we roll and we want you there with us because it will change you. It will. And if you do not have physical or sexual intimacy for the seven days, still follow us. Be a part of us because this is more than just having sex. This is about really touching base and getting closer with each other and making sure that we look at our bedrooms as a place where God is able to come in. Mm -hmm. He is there. He is present. And that is, is something that Elise and I have been working on again. And you guys know, we, we bought our couple's devotional Bible. We had the opportunity this week to go over it two times. Mm -hmm. We were going to do it last night, but Elisa was out for the count. Just wasn't going to happen. And and I will tell you for me personally, I've been struggling just trying to get back into the word, get back into the Lord and, and see where he wants me to be Mm -hmm. in my life. And, and I've really just started pouring myself back into the word and doing this with Elisa, I will have to say has allowed us and or allowed me anyways to just be more understanding of what she's doing in her life and where she's going and not to, um, you know, it's almost like what we were talking about last week. You know, when you're in that, when you're in that zone, when you're content and things are going well, I really believe it's for me is that I've just put myself back in front of Jesus and just said, look at man, I can't handle all of this all the time. Mm-hmm. I need you here. And being able to do that with Elisa, you know, this time, this week we got it twice a week and you know what? Two times a week is better than none in my opinion. And so it just allowed us to talk mm-hmm. about some really good stuff. And well, I think the setup and, you had the link last week, didn't you? For mm-hmm. the devotional Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The format works really well for us. It and does. our understanding at this point in time in our lives that it's not going to be a daily thing for us. No. But it's kind of like our intimacy lifestyle. You know, if we can hit it two nights a week. Mm-hmm. And, and it really, it really did change my outlook this week as well. I mean, it was like, okay, you know what? This is, this is another opportunity for us to connect. You yep. know, we're, we're 
putting these building blocks. You know, we podcast once a week. This is our sit down, have a conversation time. We're having sex twice a week. You know, so that, so uh, let's just break that okay. emotional and intellectual intimacy obviously are happening on a Sunday night with the podcast. Yes, right. Sexual physical intimacies happening twice a week. Right. We're 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 hitting our spiritual intimacy together mm-hmm. twice a week. Right. You know, we're talking about our finances, not daily. I'd say we're probably probably about three four times a week though. It's it's coming up. So financial intimacy is being brought up. Mm-hmm. Recreational intimacy. Elisa is still doing her workouts. I still do my cycling and my workout and all my stuff with fit and marriage. We are engaged, engaging ourselves there. And, and you know, tying back into last week, you know, how do you get yourself on that kind of that even keel, that even basis? Well, I think when, you know, it didn't even dawn on me last week, but now that we're talking about through the intimacies, when we're hitting on all the different intimacies, it's much easier to be floating kind of on that even keel, not floating, but riding that even. Oh, Tony's about to choke here on his water. No, I'm good. Okay. To maintain that balance because we're working on them all. We're not just saying, okay, you know what? It's all about the physical and everything else, Yeah. you know, falls by the wayside. And I don't think we really talked through the fact that for us, we've been working on all of them just trying to keep them in balance right? And, and seeing how that really plays out in our marriage. Yeah. Um, but there are times in our marriages and in mine and Elisa's and yours when the crap hits the fan, mm-hmm. when it goes the other way, you know, loss of a job just throws you into a tailspin. Maybe you find out your spouse has a, a credit card and it has $10,000 on it. Maybe gosh, uh, the loss of a child. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and you know, we just found out at church last night that a couple that we had met a year ago, a year ago, they were at in the our, marriage retreat. Yeah. And then they were, um, and then they started a small group with us, yep. uh, as part of a small group in the fall. Um, he has a terminal brain tumor. Yeah. And you know, they're, looking at the fact that he probably doesn't have too much longer. Um, you know, how does that, how do you work through that? Mm -hmm. What do you do? Mm -hmm. You know, what do you do when you find out about infidelity in your marriage? You know, how do you, how do you look up when your world's upside down? Right. You know, what do you do? And it's tough. I mean, you know, what, one of the toughest things that we've gone through, and, and it's still tough when I look at my walk with Jesus, was, you know, the loss of our son, Andrew. Mm-hmm. And that was one, of, well, that was one of the darkest times for me because I was so mad and I was so angry that, um, gosh, the light just didn't come through. Just wasn't there. It was a it was a difficult and a tough time for me to to get over that and realize that. And you know the walls that I built up between me and Elisa, they were pretty tall. They're pretty big, you know, because because the anger that kept just filling me, it, it wasn't going anywhere, and I didn't know how to get rid of it. Um, I was very scared and reluctant at times to talk to people, especially Christians, and I'll put that in quotes. 
because Christians love to tell me and to tell others that have lost a child that their kid is in heaven with Jesus. Well, you know what? I don't give a rat's ass. I wanted my son here. And, um, you know, that, that, that's a tough time for, for many folks. Gosh, you know, it, it's just tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough. And the reason we're really talking about this tonight, though, is that we've heard it numerous times from folks who've listened, uh, from other people that are in our churches, and it really, the, where this is coming from is infidelity and how that just can really just rock the core of a marriage. And this is in, from Elisa and I, uh, where we have not had any, but a very good friend of mine called me this past week and we were talking. He said, I had an email conversation with him and he said that, um, he needed to talk. And I said, you know, give me a ring, you know, it can't be that bad. And he started talking about the conversation. He started going into the conversation ends up happening that there's infidelity happening. And wow, it, it rocked me to the core. This is a very good friend of mine. Um, I consider him a brother. Really do. I mean, we're, we're, we're close. And so it, it was one of these conversations that I had to share because I didn't do much talking. It was about an hour long conversation and I didn't do much talking. I just did a lot of listening because I really believe that's what he needed. He needed an ear. He didn't need me to be telling him that, um, you know, I'm going to be praying for him or God's going to be there beside him and, and all that stuff. He didn't need to hear that from me. I knew he was searching. I knew he was, he, he knows that there's a God. He knows that Jesus is there and, but it's gone up and down. And I just, and I just needed to be there as a listening. And I think that's what we need to do many a times when friends of ours come to us with difficult times, you know, or even when we're, when we're going through our own difficult times, it's, it's finding somebody who will just listen. You're going to tell them, you hope that when you're listening, you're going to tell them and you're going to shoot straight when you think they're a little out of line. But a lot of times when the crap hits the fan, you just want somebody to listen. Mm-hmm. And so the conversation, man, it just one thing after another, after another, um, gosh, I mean, at, at a point in time I'm listening and and my heart was breaking. It just was, just was breaking and tears were flowing down my face just because I truly love this dude. I mean, I, I love him. I love his wife. Um, and, and I could sense the pain and the hurt, but at the same time, he's very analytical and he, 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 he's really good at just allowing things to sort of just fall into place and look at them analytically. And so we started talking. I'm like, well, I go, how, how are you doing when it comes to the anger? And he goes, man, cause I'm done with it. I go, you're done with it. What, what do you mean? He goes, you know what? He goes, I really realize that when I'm that angry, the devil just has complete control of me, complete control. I lose complete sight of what's happening with my spouse, her feelings, her emotions, and I also lose track of my own because I'm in such a 
such a rage. And I said, oh, wow, okay. So I go, what, what did it change? And, you know, the big thing that came out of that is like, you know, he goes, it's made me realize that we all sin. We all sin. And with me being in my anger and my rage is I sin. He goes, what it really made me come to realize was that Jesus put himself up on that cross for all of us. He bears all the sin of this world. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. I just couldn't imagine him doing that. You know, every time I screw up, he takes it on him. And he goes, you know, I'm, I'm hurting now because of what has happened in my marriage. And he's like, I, I just can't even hold, I can't hold on. And it's been only, you know, two, three weeks. It's like, I just can't just, uh, I, I just cannot believe what Jesus did on that cross for me. And that for him, um, really has helped him to sort of give him some guidance and to sort of settle him down so that he can think more rationally as he goes through this. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh. So, yeah, I mean, that's, I was actually not home. Um, the night that Tony had this phone conversation and I got a text, you know, make sure you wake me up when you get home, when I come home and he's like, no, I'm passed out. <laughs> Let's talk in the morning. And so Tony was relaying the story to me and, you know, really just, um, just an awe of God's presence in this really tumultuous time in this couple's marriage that, you know, you have a husband who has been able in such a short period of time to move past his rage to, and to be able to put it in perspective of, okay, this is so, such a small portion of what Jesus has had to bear of what God sees in our lives daily. Mm-hmm. You know, he's, this husband's having to deal with this, but he looks at it in, in such, just on such a larger scale and is able to have the perspective of, okay, you know what? We're all sinners here and living in my rage does not help the situation. It, it hinders us from moving forward. And, and I wonder how many of us in our own marriages, whether it's, you know, a large scale issue or even a minor one that we hold on to our negative feelings and we let those start to take over mm-hmm. and start to, you know, we get comfortable living in that, in that anger or in that nagging or in the, um, the pessimism where, you know, we don't choose to say, you know what? I've probably made a mistake or two myself. You know, Hmm. Jesus took on all the sins. I mean, that was part of actually part of the message at church this weekend that sinner covers all of us. There is no little sinner or big sinner. Yeah. Uh, You made a mistake. You're a sinner. I mean, that's just black and it's black and white. Yep. It, it, it is. And that was one of the things my friend brought up because 
as we are talking and, and this is winding down and in the conversation and I want to put this into context too. I mean, it was a night that he was just, he was just driving. He was just driving. He, he had to get away. He had to just have his thoughts to himself. And, and you know what? I'm just grateful that, you know, it just ended up being one of those nights where Elisa was just doing her shows, make, making her business, growing her business. Alex was chilling, watching a movie. Abby was already in bed. And, and I just thank God for allowing that opportunity to happen right there and then. That because it gave me plenty of time to listen. And so as we were coming towards the end and I hadn't really said much and, and I just let him know, I said, hey man, if there's anything I can do to help you, I'm always here. I'm a, I'm a text message away. I'm an email. I'm a phone call. Uh, you know I'm here. But I go, what are the three things that you've begun to learn because of this situation that is happening in your marriage? And I wrote those down because I wanted to see them and I want to share them because I think all of us, you know, the crap doesn't have to hit the fan to the point where you're just exploding. But I think we can use this in our marriage all the time when we feel that undercurrent pulling us in, you know, um, a great analogy is here in, here in the ocean over here in the Pacific, you know, we have what's called, it's called the under, uh, the riptides. Rip yeah. And so when you get out there, it's this, it's this tide that it's coming in from the bottom and it just pulls you out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just continues to pull you out and pull you out. And before you know it, you're, you know, out into the ocean and you're, and you're swimming against it, which, which they do tell you is to swim with it and you'll move down the beach and you'll, you'll be safe. Many people fight and fight and fight against the riptide and they get so tired. They get so weary. They get so beat down. They drown. Mm. They die. And so how many times in our lives when things start going wrong that we just keep fighting it and we keep fighting it and we keep fighting God about it and we keep fighting our spouse about it and we keep fighting our boss about something or we just, we're going to drown. Eventually, you're going to tire out. Fortunately for my buddy, and I again, I'm just thankful that he he's realized this and 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 again it just as the conversation kept going i could just sense this change in him you know he he is a he is a little spitfire type of a mm. dude understatement and, yeah and you know what even though that the riptide has has pulled him out and has been busting his ass and just busting him down right now he's he's swimming with that current and he, and he's going to make his marriage work as long as his spouse is willing to come on back he he's he's there he's willing to forgive her so okay let me get to the three things he mentioned and i think we can all relate to this one become more like christ a selflessly selflessly forgiving jesus forgives us all the time un it doesn't matter what we do. He forgives us all the time. 
And man, was that just a slap in the face for me too. And he goes, you know what, Tony? I am just forgiving. I am forgiving. I am forgiving. I am trying to be like Christ. And I just, it's hard. It's hard. And I just think about God sitting up there looking down at me going, geez, Mike, you messed up again. Geez, man, you messed up. And you know what? He still looks down at me and goes, I love you though. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. My son, my son, Jesus, who came down, he sat on that cross. He stood on that cross for you and he's going to do it and he's done it. And it, I will continue to wipe away your sin. And he goes, you know what, Tony? He's like, I can try to be like Christ. He goes, but I just realized that I am so darn lucky that he is in my life. Mm. Number two, we all make mistakes. And as a spitfire of a dude that he is, he really started to realize that other people have issues. He was the type of guy, and I've been with him, when somebody would pull out in front of him, cut him off, not shy to honk on that horn or flip the bird. You know, get really up in it. And he goes, you know what? He goes, there there might be something going on in that person's life. They may have just found out that their spouse is cheating on them. They're a little distracted. Maybe they just found out that their husband isn't coming home. Maybe they found out terminal cancer. Maybe they found out their kid isn't coming home. You know? And he goes, we all make mistakes. He goes, I realize that now. It's taken this 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 thing that I didn't think would ever happen to make me finally realize that. And he goes, you know what? I hate where I am at times. But he goes, if that's what God is teaching me at this moment, then it's worth it. Mm. He goes, because I have compassion. I have understanding for other people and other things that are going on. It's not just about me. And I thought that was really cool because... Obviously, we do all make mistakes. You know? Are we being like Christ out there, though? Are we being the light of the world? And thirdly, it's just giving him perspective. You know? It's giving him perspective on his marriage. How he was taking it for granted at times. Hmm. And now he's really just like, man, I I just realize the times the many times that I just wasted doing stupid stuff and not paying attention, you know, not doing those little things that would really build my wife up, that would tell her and show her that I love her. You know, it's almost, it's a lot of the stuff that we talk about here, you know, date nights, you know, does she, do either of you like back rubs? Do you like going to the movies? It's it's finding out what you guys love doing together and being able to do it so you don't take yourselves for granted. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it, it's it's when we stop learning about each other and we stop growing and we stop trying new things. That's when sort of this complacency and and um, 
contentment is sort of in the wrong direction come in. So it really has put perspective on his life. And I just ask that you pray for them. Mm-hmm. Put them up in prayer. You know, if you got friends who are, who are struggling right now, lift them up. Be there. Be a listening ear. And more than anything, don't don't try to butt in and tell them all the, the scriptural responses that you may want to pipe in. I know scripture too, but I also know there's a time and a place for it. Mm-hmm. And many of the times if somebody's coming up to you for the first time and they're talking about this, they just need a friend. They just need somebody who just listened to them. You know, and always ask. I mean, I ask, can I just pray for you, dude? You know, is that cool if Elise? Because I want them to know that we are, but I also want them to say, yeah, you know what? We need that. And I'm just talking from experience in the sense that when things hit the fan, I don't want people going all scriptural on me. It's easy to, um, and granted, our, in our experience, and for those of you that have listened to the podcast where we talk about Andrew, um, a lot of times you don't know what to say. And, you know, having a verse, you know, you're, when you don't know what to say, sometimes it's best to just say nothing and to just be that listening ear. Because while the scripture verses are well-meaning while, you know, talking about God's got a plan for all of this. Um, you know, all of these types of comments, they, they come from a well-meaning heart, but to the person that's receiving your words, um, in our case, when Andrew died, I did not want to hear that God had a plan for Andrew's life. Um, because my plan was that I would have carried Andrew to term and he'd be a six-year-old boy right now. Right. That was my plan. Um, you know, and with the gift of time, I have been able to see that God did have a plan for Andrew's life. It has been revealed time and time and time again. But in that period of pain, I didn't want to hear it. Yeah. I didn't want people quoting scripture at me because for that same reason, I was not in a good place with God. Right. I mean, I knew that Andrew was in heaven. I mean, that that was as I was going through the pain. The one thing that got me through was knowing that I would see him again in heaven, mm-hmm. but I don't know when I'm going to heaven. So that's not a really tangible like, okay, well I'm going to see Andrew in two weeks. Right. Or two years or 20 years. You know, a couple going through really difficult times in their marriage, they don't know when it's going to get better. Yeah. They need a lifeline now. And that is your friendship. That is your ability to sit there and listen and keep your mouth shut. Sometimes that is the biggest gift that you can give someone Mm -hmm. because we're so quick to talk and so slow to listen. 
we, you know, there's that whole thing, you know, God gave you two ears and one mouth for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Use them in proportion. Yeah. Um, just know that when people are in pain, you can be their lifeline. Mm-hmm. Choose your words. Choose your actions carefully. Take what this husband is learning about God and about perspective and about what Christ has done and apply it to your own marriage. Don't get yourself in a situation where he is right now. You know, if you're not there, take some of these steps to avoid getting there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, don't take your spouse for granted. Start doing those little things if you haven't been doing them to build that solid foundation so that your spouse knows, you know what? I know I'm number one. Right. I, I know it. Take the perspective of what, you know, what he's learned that, you know what? Everybody has bad days. Life happens. Somebody is not cutting you off in traffic just to get, just to irritate you. Most of the time when it happens, most of the time when somebody does something hurtful, something is going on in their life that's causing them to react. You know, it starts when the kids are little, you know, most of the time, even though I'm not always aware of it, most of the time when my kids are being a pain in the butt, it's because they're either hungry or tired or something happened to them. Or they're just beating up on each other. But Constantly. but that's what's happening. But something's going, but again, <laughs> yes. it's their problem. Something is going on that's causing them yeah. to act. And that's what happens to us even as adults. We lash out because something has happened to us. We've gotten hurt or we're not feeling well or we've gotten news that we didn't expect. Right. Keep that in mind when you're looking at people and how they're reacting. You know, and they may not tell you what's going on with them. You may actually have to ask, hey, you're acting kind of off the wall today. You know, is something going on? And expect as grownups that you will probably not get a straight answer because we've learned how to build walls and put on those masks that we talk about on so many episodes. Mm-hmm. But just be aware of the fact that if somebody's acting a little different, there's something going on. You know, and lastly, don't lose sight of what God has done for you. The fact that we all sin and yet Jesus took those sins and said, you know what? I got it. I got it. Whatever you do, I got it. Mm -hmm. And I want to say for those of you out there who are just like, dude, I don't know who this Jesus is, you know? Yeah. I've heard of him. Or you're out there and you're like, yeah, I did it. I, I, I went to church as a kid. Man, all, all Jesus asks you to do is open up your heart. Listen. Know that he is your Lord and Savior. That's it. You know, I've been in the church for 10 years. 11. Eh, 10. 10. You know, there's good ones. There's tough ones. There's bad ones. You know, really have a conversation with him. Have a conversation with him. He's the dude. Pick up your Bible. Get an NIV or an NLT. New Living Translation. New International, whatever. Version. version. You know, pick it up. Read the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. 
that's the way I found Jesus hiking the Pacific crest trail. I'm in Oregon, a buddy that I'm hiking with that I met on the trail. We were talking a little bit about God. I was like, who is this Jesus? I, I sort of learned about him in as a, as a kid in Catholic, you know, uh, in, in the Catholic church had walked away long ago and he just threw me a little Bible and he said, read Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And you know what? That started my journey. Mm-hmm. And journey starts now. Yeah. So go for it. You know, open your heart. You're struggling somewhere. Is is the crap just constantly hitting the fan for you and your spouse? And things going wrong. It's time to make a change. Okay? Because we want you to be together. You know? And sometimes you got to make that change. And sometimes that change means you got to have a change of heart. Change of perspective. Mm-hmm. You know? Don't let don't let what happened to my buddy happen to you because you're not willing to make that change now. So heavy after last week's, yes, but necessary. Um, you know what? We're gonna do a little roll call because many of you mean so much to us, and you know we, we'll see you on Facebook or Twitter and emails, but so many of you mean so much to us so we're gonna do a little roll call so tim jen beth shauna we love you uh trisha barb ron love you guys nina ian who are you thinking on top of your head joanne oh, yeah. reagan <laughs> sorry Alisa's like, oh. looking at me like who are you uh, talking about? No, Lou, no, no. I know, I know. I absolutely know who you're talking about. I just, I thought you were doing this. And so I'm like, oh, <laughs> frozen deer in headlights. Chat, uh, Chuck, <laughs> Jenny, Tammy, Mike, another Jen, Karina. Um, gosh, who's, uh, I'm looking over here. Some other folks that we interact with. Julie, we love you guys. We do. And for all of those who we haven't named, we love you. We come here each and every week giving you hopefully some decent advice about marriage and where it could go and where you can take it. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's tough. Sometimes it's bad. But you know what? Just know that you have a couple right here at any time Mm -hmm. that you need prayer, that you need to send off an email, we're here, okay? We are here. And if it's one of those things where we can't help you completely, we can at least understand where you are and help you and find somebody for you, Mm -hmm. okay? We know that many of you don't feel comfortable speaking about what's going on in your churches because maybe they're small or, or you just don't have friends that will understand. We understand that. And we hope that when the stuff does hit the fan, you have our, our email, our phone number so that we can at least be praying for you guys. Mm-hmm. So, Let's give them those emails. Ask Elisa at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And it's ask Tony at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. So that's it. 
Yeah. I think so. I think it's, I think it's a good one. And again, for those that we didn't call out, we love you. Thanks for listening to the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast. We would love to hear from you. You can go ahead and give us a call at area code 858-876-5663 or send us an email to info at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. The website is oneextraordinarymarriage.com. And while you're there, you can sign up for our Marriage Minute Monday newsletter and you can also purchase Tony and Elisa's new book, Stripped Down. It's available now in print, audio, and ebook formats. Also, the One Extraordinary Marriage Podcast has sponsorship opportunities available now. If your business is interested in sponsoring this podcast, please contact us at oneextraordinarymarriage.com.